Hey, are you gay? Yeah, I'm gay. You're under arrest. What? Hello, and welcome back to the Just Too Queer podcast, episode 18. 18, baby. 18. 18. This episode can legally vote. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Because it's 18. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I thought about. I thought I'd share. That's nice. <laughs> well, in this episode, we have decided that we wanted to watch a documentary and talk about it. And talk about it, yeah. We have picked a super cool one. It is Pride on Hulu. And yes. And it has episodes, so we can do more than one podcast about it. Um, first episode was like 1950s. Mm-hmm. What was it called, that first episode? It was the 1950s, and then it was called something. The first episode was 1950s People Had Parties. Exactly. Now... One a couple of things I will say about this documentary is one the style is amazing. Oh, amazing. The storytelling is amazing. They yeah. have like in between people talking about things, they have like a reenactment basically of what they're talking about mm-hmm. and it's really it sets you in a really good in the person's shoes type of feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and honestly, I don't cry for shit, you know. But this documentary made me cry because it was so liberating <laughs> feeling. It was so like, you know, you 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 see the things and you're like, holy shit, this is so beautiful and yet so sad. Yes, that is exactly how I felt. I was definitely like, I will be honest, I have watched this episode before. The first time I watched it, bawled my fucking eyes out. Yeah, because definitely watching this. And seeing that despite what was going on, despite the struggles, despite everything, the queer community still lived very full lives. And yes. were so vivid about being who they are no matter what, even though they had to work under such strained conditions where they had to hide themselves, but yeah. still didn't hide themselves. Yes, exactly. And it's beautiful. It was beautiful and it was very, like, a tragically beautiful at the same time. And I hate right. to, like, say that. But it is tragically but. beautiful because, just so y'all know, like, this, we kind of jumped into it, but this documentary is about the lifestyle of LGBTQ plus community in these time zones, basically. Mm-hmm. In the time period. In eras. the time period eras. And it's and it shows, like, stories of people, and it tells the stories of people and the things that are happening in that era and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. jumping back into it, I'm so thankful for these people that took these videos of gay men gay people enjoying themselves and just random videos like i'm really thankful for the people that for the men and women that did that yeah and took these videos of these people playing around and joking around and kissing each other and and being happy because mm-hmm. one first of all you're taught especially in a small town like we live in you're taught well eh, back in my day we didn't have gay people and yeah you know this is a new thing you're all a going with thing. the trend it's like no queer people have been here 
the whole time. The whole time. And even though you haven't been able to see them because you're so lost in your own little world. Right. We exist. We've always existed. Yes. And even then it, it talked about at the very beginning of the of the um, documentary, it talked about the World World War Two era where all these people from these small towns that never seen anything other than their small town are you know going to war or these women are going to work because their men are at war and they're meeting new people they're meeting new everything yeah they're they're being able to see communities that they couldn't see before experiencing things experiences thing and a lot of the times they were rooming together living together being around each other during world war ii and this little trickling feeling that you might have had about yourself comes into fruition when you actually are able to express it yes you know and you know not saying just like in the in the documentary not saying that you know people weren't shameful back then about you know their sexuality or anything like that but they were thriving and they were happy yes yeah and Mm. you know it was very i wouldn't say freeing in a way but very satisfying to see all the like it wasn't even like one video of one person talking like of being with somebody it was a bunch of multiple different videos multiple beautiful videos. videos that they probably didn't even realize were going to inspire and make other people feel just so not alone not alone yeah like watching those videos definitely like the crying the feeling of wow yeah we've we've, we've always been here, been here. And no matter what we've been told our entire lives, we have fucking been here. And we've lived happy lives. Yeah. People have grown old being in the queer community, being queer, being trans, Mm -hmm. being who they are. Yeah. They have grown old and lived these full, fulfilling lives. And we've been so influenced to think that... It's a new thing. It's a new thing. And that that hasn't happened. Yeah. And it's not. And it's just because so many stories have been erased. Mm -hmm. So many people's lives have been hidden or... You know, the whole, they were roommates, you know, right. situation. Right, they were best friends. They were best friends. <laughs> and so we haven't gotten that. And seeing that was just amazing. And so it was really amazing just to see all the videos, first of all. Second of all, the first person they ended up talking about was Madeline Tress. Yes. And first of all, this woman who I've never heard about before in my life is a fucking badass. Yeah. No, bro. First thoughts. Fucking badass dude eventually became a lawyer and like had all these wonderful like not wonderful experiences but had all these experiences Mm -hmm. as a lesbian woman and it was i mean i would have been shit in my pants the kind of shit that she was going through when she had that weird ass interview about them asking her about a nightclub and a certain person and we're calling people in her life yes let me tell you guys if you don't know already um, because this is going to sound awful, but I did not know, like, didn't really truly understand, not like that I didn't know, but didn't truly understand thousands of people were fired just for being gay. Yeah. From it, the government, from their jobs. Exactly. Thousands of people were kept from, like, I know that this is obviously, like, a thing, and I know that this has been happening for years. Right. But, like, but we've watching grown that up. And hearing the story from someone who went through that. Right. And it's like holy shit we grew up in a small ass town so obviously we're not gonna unless we seek it out which we didn't even know to seek it out until just recently honestly for me i didn't even watching this i was truly surprised and i felt honestly ashamed of myself that i didn't even know this shit and it's sad because a lot of it is happening again yeah and they called it the lavender scare 
Which, honestly, if it's going to be any type of scare, lavender is beautiful. I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly. But no, yes. Like, yeah. I also felt that shameful feeling of being like, I can't I believe so, I don't know these people. Yeah. I don't know these stories. I don't know this. Like, I don't know the history. Like, I should know it. Right. Uh, because the history is what brought us to now. And we are only here and existing. Because of those people. Because of them. Because that woman is a fucking badass. And I cannot express it enough that woman is a fucking badass. Because, I mean, that interview alone would have shitted my pants. Yeah. And all the things that she did after that, being like, I don't give a fuck. I'm a lesbian. And just doing her fucking thing and and eventually getting around to just being a lawyer and just being a fucking badass. And her brother's a badass too. I mean, he's a gay dude. And I, I should have written down siblings. his name. I think I did write down his name somewhere. Also, fun Arthur. fact for you guys: Madeline Tress had two cats with her, one of her lovers, named Shit and Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that those were her cat friends. And, and she did have to leave DC and move to the San Fran Mecca. Yeah, she'll say she ended up leaving DC because of the lavender scare, and then like the government, the federal government just. And masses firing and destroying all these gay people because of the lavender scare. They were Mm -hmm. terrified of, you know, the um, communists. That's what started it. And then they were like, oh, we we can't hook them for, like, people for communism in the government. So instead... Let's just go after queer people. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's crazy to think about, like, how secure we are in our daily lives and yeah. our jobs when this shit was happening just 1950s. Yeah. It's really not, if you think about it, it's really not that far away. It's not. That and all this shit happened. Yeah. And while I know, like, we both know that, like, we still struggle. There's still issues. There's still jobs that will not accept us for who we are and for the people in the queer community for who they are we have come a long way but we haven't come very far but we still have come far we've come a a long ass way yeah we're still fighting but we've come a long ass way yeah and this madeline tress was just another motion in there and you know becoming a lawyer and fighting for queer people Mm -hmm. and I really got super emotional when uh, Madeline was talking about her one true love and Jan mm-hmm. and how she got throat cancer and ended up passing away. Yeah. And I was like bawling my eyes out because <laughs> I, you know, think about Becca and how she's my like love and, you know, going through that is just saddening. But um, all the pictures and all the document, like documenting everything is just so wonderful and this filmmaker who filmed all these gay people having fun and you know being in on the lake and just swimming around being silly with each other is just so beautiful Mm -hmm. and tragic because then it jumps to these police officers and trapping gay people and arresting them being imagine being arrested for being gay that's crazy i know it still happens out in the world but like it's just crazy to think about they were entrapping them like like to put that in clear these cops were sometimes going to such extremes as to having sexual encounters Mm -hmm. with the people of the same sex just so they could arrest them and then try them in court this is not like like this is not it's super weird it's super weird 
It's yeah. super weird. That's that how... Some of these cops were undercover going to such far lengths just as to, get to do people. sexual contact with... Which I'm pretty sure they were secretly gay. But my question is, how the fuck... How could you? How Well, one, how could you? That's a fucking horrible thing to do to somebody. And two, how come the cops weren't getting arrested because they were having sexual encounters with gay I people? Know. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, no, you get, you get, you you're, can do you're able to do this. I mean, granted, they do it all the time when they go undercover. Right. You know, but, but still like that. Yeah. Just the insane. And you couldn't trust people. Like, I know that you can't trust people now, but like we, we are indeed getting back to that where you can't trust people where back then, if you told a, one of your friends that you were queer and you thought that you could tell them that and share to them like who you are, they could report you. It and felt, then they, you could get arrested. And I know that still happens today. Yeah. But I don't think, like, we need we need to think about this more. We need to yeah. learn about this more. So Because it's repeating itself. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. We need to fix it. Yeah. It's very scary. And it's honestly getting scarier and scarier. It is. And with these, like, weird-ass laws about trans people. And, and it's just super terrifying when you watch these documentaries and you're like we've gone a long ways but it feels like we haven't gone anywhere yeah and we're it feels like history is trying to repeat itself right and it's just it feels very nazi to me nazi germany (laughs) a lot of people have said that i've heard that a lot a lot of people have been like hey some of these things are kind of what was happening during that time period just so you know yeah it's just bad the laws that they're making the ways to report people for being queer to report parents for having queer children to report this like calling people out getting people arrested getting that is sickening and it is something that started happening it's kind of fucked up guys if you really think about it i don't don't think we're really processing in our head that this is happening and it's still happening and it's been happening and it's happening all over the world and it's re-happening in America, even though it's already been happening still, but still. I mean, people are fucking dying. People are dying. People are dying from this shit. Like, you know, even, like, trans people who go on a date thinking that they're going on a date with this person, they end up getting fucking killed. Yeah. Because the person who ended up going on a date with this person thought, you know, it's a passing, you know, cis woman. And they find out and they they kill it's them. Awful. And it's fucking awful. And it's happened way more times than... People don't realize talk about it. yeah, yeah it happens more and it gets I don't shoved like underneath the fucking carpet yes exactly i was literally about to say it's not reported on mm-hmm. these crimes that are literally pointed towards the queer community are not always being reported on and yeah. not because they're tr- i mean the, um, a lot of large part of that is a large part of the reason why i had no idea half this shit in this documentary that i've seen even fucking happened yeah like yeah you you know about the big stuff about like the first pride parade and the you know about the riots the riots and stuff but god damn i didn't know a lot of this shit like the i did hear the term lavender scare before but i didn't know the extent of it mm-hmm. you know and you know it jumps to like one the they were so happy to be, be gay back then even though they were will now portray like oh they things were horrible you know they were so happy and prideful they found but they life. had to be careful yeah because they were being entrapped they were being killed they were being arrested and they were being blackmailed mm-hmm. and that brings it to the other story that they were talking about which is the senator's son being arrested for soliciting to an undercover police 
but even though it really was extremely vague yeah uh, the conversation that they had he was literally he invited him back for a drink and that could have been fucking anything but he the cop arrested him for um soliciting gay activity and of course this son was the son of a senator lester c hunt yep yeah lester c hunt who in turn it also got swept underneath the fucking rug. He was blackmailed. He was blackmailed and ended up killing himself. Literally in his office. In his office. Dude, I, I never heard of that until this fucking... That's crazy. That is insane. That is an insane fucking story that no one talks about. It's crazy to me that I've never heard of this person before. I've never heard of this before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is... It's crazy. It's fucking like crazy. Know. And uh, it's crazy. Well, not only that's crazy, but it's crazy for me to think that, yes, it was like the 1950s, but like this dude just walked into his office building with a shotgun. Uh, yeah, that is insane too. The, he had an elevator operator who was just having a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And you're not thinking, oh, hey, dude, why do you have a sh- shotgun? What yeah, are you doing? What are it's you weird. Doing? And he wrote these three letters, or was it four. three or four letters? Four letters. Four. That were, you know, to his son and and uh two of his kids his wife and then one of the other like senators i believe and you know to his son basically being like it's not your fault but it's the fault of the fact that these people are so fucking horrible as to use this story as political gain to blackmail this senator yeah until you guys know like the extent of the blackmail was they pretty much told senator hunt that if you don't run we won't take your kid to trial and he won't go to jail for being gay. But if you do and basically run, get killed, he's in going to jail. But that happened before. Yeah. And it, no wonder that like, that's insane. I mean, that's literally why he killed himself. Yeah. And I know he said it's not his fault, but like the blackmail was just, well, say it's not it's his insane. fault. It's not his fault. It's the people, right. who, the person who blackmailed them, which it was McCarthy and um, fucking, I don't think Eisenhower was like super a part of it, but I know McCarthy was. Right, yeah. But it was like very much implementing this lavender scare of like anybody who has anything to do with gay stuff is gone. They can lose their job. They can uh, lose, their, na- life. lose their life, lose their house, lose their, like everything. Everything yeah. that is important to them they could lose and... They were still thriving. Yeah, they were still finding ways... To meet each other. To meet each other, to date, to... Have these experiences. Party. Party. To have parties. Have a good time. Have a good time. And that's just... I'm trying to find the word, but it's so uplifting to know that even in those hardest times and super horrible times that they still had fun. They still found themselves and they still weren't, you know, as... I mean, some of them still weren't ashamed to be who they were. Yeah. And another um, story that... I just blew my fucking brain that was just hidden by society. Was Christine Bergeson? Yes. My God. I mean, yes. Had no idea. Had no idea. No fucking clue. No clue. She was basically a a transgender celebrity. Yeah. Like a bombshell. They called her like. Yeah. Like she was. XGI turned blonde bombshell. Yes. XGI turned blonde bombshell. And. I was just like, how to. Okay. First of all. This was in super in the media back then, mm-hmm. but know nothing about it now. Yeah, it was covered everywhere because, of course, like she she was a white feminine woman, so right. she got a lot of media Pub- attention immediately yeah. and publicity, and so and a lot of people viewed her in as what they like to quote 
a scientific miracle. Right. Because it was like... Versus the homosexuality of it. Yes. Yeah. They definitely were like, it was almost equivalency to what some people would view as going to the moon. Right. Which is what they talked about in the podcast, the example that they made in the... I said podcast. Documentary. Why do I keep doing that? It's because we're recording the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And... It's crazy to think that they had all this conversation... I think it was just like the Bible thumping of... Let's just get erase all of gay history yeah. so that our children aren't exposed to it, you know, bullshit like that. But I didn't have any clue about a transgender celebrity. I mean, I would love... in the 1950s. Love... Exactly. In the 1950s? I mean, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? It's like how amazing that they put this on media, a transgender woman living her life being, you know... A woman. Yes, being able to be who she wants to be. And then the jagged edge side of it is the sadness of the fact that, you know, people of color, transgender people of color are getting killed left and right. Yeah. And you're definitely not going to see any of that publicity for that side of it. And they aren't getting the medical treatment that they're asking for on that side of it. Mm -hmm. But this, you know, blonde bombshell is getting a lot of media attention because she's a slender white blonde female that traditionally feminized she was compared to Marilyn Monroe exactly so that of course got the media attention but anything else would have been extremely taboo and like go fuck yourself and go die basically and it's just that's I mean they touched also on the um I'm trying I'm trying to make sure I pronounce her name right I think it's Laurence Morris the first like not the first but they touched on her who was a outwardly transgender woman Mm -hmm. um in the 1944 she had no medical treatment and was outwardly like I'm still a woman, but I'm not going to go get medical treatment. Yes. And it definitely, like, yes, they did touch on how there were... The differences. The differences between wanting the medical and then going to no matter what. Right. I know who I am. Right. I, because they, like... And the media coverage on that. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, even, like, especially back then, it was not, even now, obviously, access to medical care is, and medical help in transitioning is not easy. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, um, Christine had to go to, I think, Italy to get it. I don't know why I thought it was Denmark. I, I th- I'm pretty sure it was Italy. Italy? I'm pretty sure it I'm was. I'm sure, yeah, I'm... I'm sure you know. Because they said XGI turned blonde blumshell. She went out to Italy and then came back. Again, all the, you know, the videography of it all. Super amazing. Incredible to watch. I didn't even know it existed. Loki pisses me off because I never got the seeing of it. Yes. Like, why? Where was this when I was younger? Where was this when I was? Yeah. When we were kids. When we needed, we wanted to know more about life. Like, this could have explained things in ways we could if we would have just been exposed to like i mean we this can... is love this is life this is happiness right you need to know that this th- these things happen you need to be aware well, like they can show us horrific videos in history about like the holocaust and traumatic videos they've shown us in movies that they let yes. us watch but god forbid they let us see any history about lgbtq history for any i mean even for women for for gay people for you know anything you know people of color any of that history was like hidden from us basically and it's crazy to think that you know they're banning books and they're very just reaching very nazi territory and it's a little frightening it's a little scary. And I'm, you know, you shouldn't have to be afraid to be able to walk around at like Target or be out 
at the park or something and feel like somebody's gonna be like fuck with you yeah you know and you you see even even now in these days you still find that people are looking at you Mm-hmm. and staring at you and you're like what the fuck what do you want you know and i have to remind myself like i'm not in prison <laughs> you know i can't just be like fuck you you know like yeah i you know so it's just crazy to me that we're just we're like barely one step ahead than what we were in 1950 which is ridiculous it's it's harsh and like 80 we just years need to remind ago ourselves that the fight's not over yeah no we're still fighting we're still super fought. hard for all and this we're fighting yes every day and i feel like Every year at Pride, we're, you know, fighting for the, be able to do it. Yeah. Be able to be there without being, you know, a mass shooting or some shit like Mm -hmm. that, you know? It's terrifying and it's ridiculous that we are in 2023 and that we are still risking things such as mass shootings and specific people hunting down others and targeting and just this disgusting obsession that people have with thinking that queer people are just bad and inherently bad right we are literally just human beings we're literally just trying to live our lives trying to live our lives and be (laughs) us we exist we are not and we're not backing down yeah and the light at the end of the tunnel i think and the positive end of this and the positive light on the documentary is the community the community yes the community part of it definitely made me feel a lot of feelings about how i i want to be more active and a part of the community Mm -hmm. because holy shit no matter what there's always been a community there's always been a sense of community there's always been a sense of camaraderie of like Mm -hmm. you can go talk to your friend about this you can go to this lesbian bar secretly back in 1950 Mm -hmm. but now like publicly go to these bars these clubs these these you know day trips of being with your friends and being able to live life happily and be able to have experiences happily and being able to just fucking live your life and not feel terrified in that moment i completely understand that and i hate the fact that even now i can't even hold my partner's hands without worrying Without they don't, looking like, around, basically. Yeah, we look around, we worry, we don't show too much PDA, we don't do anything that might get too too people too weird. My parents suggested that I don't sometimes display like pride flags on my car mm-hmm. and on my house because the people chance people are fucking crazy. People are crazy, and the chance of someone bashing my car window in just because I'm queer or shooting my house on a drive-by just because i have a pride flag like it's something that is active right now active and terrifying and terrifying to think about you know because i want to have children one day with becca Mm -hmm. and it's terrifying to think that somebody might target my children just because me and becca had this child yeah and we're gay and you know who knows if my child will be gay and it's terrifying to think that they'll have to live in that world you hope that the world will be a better place by then but the people in 1950 were thinking the same thing and it's still not the fucking good world that they were hoping that the world would be by now that like brought tears into my eyeballs i felt it i felt my eyes get a little wet but like i was kind of like that's true i mean i know that i feel like like i know obviously some of the people from the time talked about how how far we have come but still still being still being where we are in still a rut. being 
in yes where we're being attacked where we're being murdered where we're being like it's not okay and especially our like different communities are being targeted in different ways and it's just not talked about enough right it's not it's literally swept under the rug and it's crazy to think about like even with like they were rioting back then to for a better place and for a better world and they were doing their damn thing because we do have rights that we did not have back then yeah and the reason we have those rights are because of riots riots and the people that were in the um law field Mm -hmm. that were rooting for us yes and the people that were writing the bills that were rooting for us. The community. The fucking community. The fucking community. And th- this just goes to say, like, the community can do so much for the community. We just have to come together. We have to come together. We have to fight it. And no, we have to be aware of what's going on. Because, like, that's Watch something I feel shameful about. Is because and- I wasn't aware. Yes. And I'm like wow, I really need to step my fucking game up. We still are fighting, and I'm sitting over here being a sad little duck on my couch, but I'm like, we got to fight to fight. We got rights that need to be reinstated and not taken away from us. Because if we just sit dormant, the government will plan, then they will attack, and we'll have no way to fight back. I mean, they're slowly trying to take away our rights. They're even talking about re evoking the marriage law i did hear about that and i'm like why the fuck would you do that like this is it's completely fine right now why the fuck would you just go and do that that's the stupidest shit i've ever fucking heard my entire life Mm -hmm. that you would go and revoke a law when nothing bad has come from it literally nothing we know just love and no people are abusing it nobody's you know nobody's doing this shit that they're all saying like oh you know it it makes no it makes no sense to me in my brain why someone would want to do that other than just being hateful just to hurt people these laws are just to hurt people hurt us and take away basic human rights that are deserved to just be to exist it's the people that have the hate in their heart that just hate gay people because just to fucking hate them yeah because you can't say it's your religion because i'm grown up on god and i know that i've grown up on god i know that that god teaches love yeah to who no matter who it is you know i mean there's literally a story about jesus washing the feet of like a homeless person or a prostitute or some shit like that i don't remember but it's like jesus did good things he did good things if you are saying that you're doing this on a religious basis god created us in your mind he created the queer community. Right. In his image. In his image, he created every single one of us. Right. God is in every single one of us. This is this is your thought. This is right. the, the religion thing. This is what we were taught. This is and why don't if, you start doing what they pushed so much further back when I was a kid is what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? He would wash our fucking feet. Turn our water into wine. Sit down. Chill with us. Talk with us. Yeah. Have a human fucking conversation. Love and thy not fucking try to neighbor. fucking kill us. And not try to take away our rights. Love thy fucking neighbor, Love bitch. Love thy fucking neighbor, bitch. God damn. What would Jesus do? <laughs> what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? He wouldn't kill us. He wouldn't kill us and take away our rights. I promise you that. I promise. Oh, man. This is just... 
this is an interesting podcast episode. It I'm is so very sorry, interesting. Guys. I mean, we kind of for a while been planning on getting to the you know a ser- little bit more serious stuff. You know, we'll probably come back with like a weird ass podcast next week. But yeah. this week we really wanted to. We've been getting a lot of recommendations to talk more about the community and talk more about you know queer stuff because we are a queer podcast it's just too queer so um we kind of just wanted to one get to our roots and watch a documentary about pride yeah and we stuck with the the documentary pride (laughs) pride literally pride watch it please Go watch that. Oh, please fucking please watch fucking it. Please fucking watch it. it it's is... on Hulu. Mm-hmm. If I could share my account with all of you, I would. Just uh... so you can fucking watch this. I know you can't do that. No. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but watch it. It's if so... you have an account, watch it. It's so beautiful. No ad. Not sponsored. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I wish. I wish. Hulu, sponsor us. We're finna, we're finna talk about how great this fucking, po- this fucking documentary I is. I love Hulu. I love Hulu and love I love Hulu. HBO Max. Those are my best ones. Yeah. Fuck Netflix. Um, have you seen that the new Fiona and Cakeup thing is out? I have. I have. We I have. that. It looks uh, fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. I'm I can't watching wait. it. Okay. But yes, back to. Yeah. So, I mean, this is why we chose to watch. We we, we were looking at a couple of different documentaries. Mm-hmm. We chose Pride because one cat you know suggested it to me and i thought reading it i thought it looked pretty cool and i like the fact that there are episodes Mm -hmm. so it kind of breaks it down instead of being a long ass like documentary it's like six episodes of like like 45 minutes or an hour yeah so i think we'll do this again some other time you know not back to back to back six episodes six in a row but like episodes (laughs) just about all of what the review is of the episodes. Right. <laughs> no, we're um, not going to do that. No, we'll do, that it, we'll do this again um, some other time on the next episode and get to the nitty-gritty of that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so happy we were able to talk about this episode. I'm happy we, you know, decided to take notes on it so that we couldn't forget the, the little details. Yes, I made you know, a whole documentary book. Because I'm, I'm so bad about watching a movie or watching a documentary and forgetting half the information because I get the gist of it, of it all. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. But I forget names. I forget, you know, yeah. little itty bitty details about these things. But I like literally sat up and I was, you know, taking notes and I was like pausing it and taking notes, Me my too. thoughts on That's it. That's what and, I was doing. And I did it while Becca was asleep, so she wouldn't talk during it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna get mad at me. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um. Oh, man, that was such a good documentary. I enjoyed it a lot. I am excited to watch the next episode and take notes just so we can talk about it. Yeah, and just but so we'll you all know, like, on. it's it's a documentary style of, like, the style is what my, what got me, like, how much it's I love it. amazing. It, they, the editing is these, beautiful. The pe- cuts are beautiful. Right. These people Everything. are talking, you know, and then while they're talking, it's having a basically a reenactment of what happened, of what they're talking about. So you can visualize it. A little bit more than them just sitting there talking. Yeah. So, like, you can actually see kind of what happened while they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Also, another weird thing before we end this episode. The senator that curled himself, they didn't call an ambulance. They took him away in a flower van. Uh, yeah, they covered that shit the fuck up. A flower delivery truck. They took him away. Because and they that, didn't want to draw attention yeah, to the fact that he curled himself. And then also... 
whenever his son and family tried to reopen the case, they were like, oh, no, no, we're not doing that. That's insane to me. I'm sorry we forgot to talk about that, but that's super fucking weird. Super fucking weird. They're trying to basically hide the fact that they were blackmailing him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because that's illegal. That's illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> and just really shitty. Really fucking shitty. Really fucking shitty. Be uh, better. Just be better. World, be better. World, be better. We gotta be better to the world for the world to be better to us. We do. But yeah, that's 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 the episode right there. That's episode one of the, of the documentary, 1950s. People had parties. And they did. They did have parties. And they it shows you... Like clips of the parties too. Yeah, and, and it was just, just watch the episode. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Watch the it's episode. Beautiful. Thank you guys for listening to this episode because we definitely appreciate it, and we always love whenever you guys listen and, and give us your thoughts on this. We would love for you guys to watch the episode and then just come and comment on our shit or send us direct messages and be like, "This is what I thought about this." Go to our Instagram. Go to our Instagram. Go to our TikTok. We still got stickers. We still got stickers, too. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Just Two Queer Podcast, episode 18.